Hey cuties, welcome to Cup of Joy the podcast, created to jumpstart your joy, supersize your soul, and provide a sweet space for your own personal growth. I'm your host, Heidi B, certified food and body coach, life coach, personal trainer, and owner of Joyfully Bee, where I'm obsessed with helping people win the food and body battle and reclaim their joy. I'll share with you stories of people who have shifted their junk to joy and struggles into celebrations to live a life that they love. Each episode is guaranteed to lighten and lift you up. Because on this show, we'll talk truth about topics that block us from living our best life, how to make your body your bestie, and tons of tasty tidbits to make your own cup of joy overflow. Believe it or not, I once lost my joy, but now it's back, and I'm here to help you find yours on the daily. As my mama bee always says, it's time to put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Ready to start? Let's jam. Hey everybody, welcome back to Cup of Joy, the podcast. Today I have a really special guest for you. I have Petia Kolobova and she is a women's transformational coach who helps women uh, really break through their childhood traumas and so, so much more. She really helps people go and transition from side hustler into CEO mindset. And today she's gonna share so much of her beautiful transformation story. Hi Petia, how are you? Oh my goodness, thank you so much for having me and this is like the highlight of my day, so I'm super excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to have you because we're going to talk about some, we're going to hit some heavy hitters today, which I know are really important for my listeners. Um, It's really how to heal your past traumas, letting go of toxic relationships, really owning your worth and using it as your highest ROI, and knowing that you're perfectly made for your purpose. So... Thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh, I love it. And I can't wait to dive in deep. You know, we when we started talking, I was like, this is too good not to record it. Yes, <laughs> we could have probably been talking for hours. So let's actually just dive in and get to it. You know, you and I were talking earlier about um, your story, and I shared that a lot of the people on Junk to Joy, all of them actually share their own personal kind of darkness to lightness shift. And so why don't we just go there to start right where you uh, left off with me and talk about what really ignited kind of those deep, dark traumas in your life. Absolutely. You know, it, it's so fascinating. I love that, you know, storytelling about from darkness to the lightness, because very often where we are in our life, when we look at other people that inspire us nowadays, what we can see it's their light. You know, we can see what is now. So when women look at me now and they see, you know, me being a coach for women who are my dream clients and being able to attract the love of my life when I'm treated like a queen every single day and having my online business and retreats and podcasts and TV show, all of that they see, it's the light that that I have created from my darkness. They wouldn't believe that I was, you know, going through abusive relationships, hurting my body, going through eating disorder. And where it all started was basically growing up with my abusive stepfather. Mm-hmm. So that was where the seeds of unworthiness and feeling that I'm unlovable and I have to be doing things to deserve the love and to deserve the validation and to feel that I matter that's where it all started you know and we all have that we all have the story that we made into our personal truth yes because it might not have been true for my stepfather or my mom or my little brother 
but I created it as my personal truth that I'm unworthy, I'm unlovable, I have to be doing things. And that's why most of my life I was so fixed on to pleasing people and achieving and doing things that, you know, led me into the burnout and like weak physical health. And it was just the hell on earth. But I have created it for myself because of the beliefs that I had about me and the people around me. Yeah, it's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. It's amazing when we're going through so much in our life and it kind of catches up to us. Do you know what I mean by that? It's like we're so busy going through it that we we tend to stop, don't tend to stop and pause and really dive into the emotional side of things and going, wait a minute, why do I feel this way? Where did this come from? And I know that for me on my journey, I didn't even see that I was having, I didn't, I didn't think that I had any issues at all. Yeah, and... that's the thing. When, Like you said, when you're in it, you cannot see it. And that's why it takes really, um, first of all, it, it takes self-awareness to say like, hey, I'm feeling this way. And I don't believe that that's the right way to feel. Because it's heavy. It doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel like, like, if this is really it, like, why? Why would we come here to this earth to suffer? Exactly. Our bodies were built for joy and happiness and love and bliss. But somewhere along the way, it gets tripped up. You know, we stumble, we fall, we get bruised. And then we get really, really scared to try again or to try another way or to seek solution. I think that's a huge one for both you and I. You know, we, we lived with some of these internal struggles for so long that, that the, the solution seemed really, really, really distant. And I loved what you shared with me a little bit earlier, if you don't mind sharing with the, with the audience. Um, you mentioned, you know, it was like living in a nightmare, but to everybody else, your life looked like a dream. Can you kind of describe what the dream life looked like to everybody else and then what the nightmare actually was? Absolutely. And that's the thing that when you're going through your journey and you're not living your truth, you're really focused on the external things, on the achieving and the doing the things. So when you look at my life, it would look perfect because I was in a corporate job. I had a few assets under me. I had a great pay job. I had a side hustle as a personal trainer. I was married to a really great looking guy. I was traveling the world. I had my six pack. I was doing fitness competitions. So people would look at my life and they would be like, oh my gosh, you are living a dream. Mm. Well, behind a closed door, it was something else. Behind a closed door, I had a my husband was narcissistic, very egoistic, very selfish, always putting himself first and putting his happiness first. So I could be happy if the happiness includes him. If it's not including him or he's the source, then he would say I'm being arrogant and I'm being selfish. And, you know, so what people saw on the outside wasn't what was happening behind the closed door because then I was feeling unworthy and back to binge eating and you know binging and purging because of the happiness that I felt inside of me mm. and um you know you mentioned earlier too that by binging you know overconsumption of food you know we don't stop when we're when we're full you were really just trying to fill up the empty space within your soul and I loved that description of just really that overeating, that emotional eating piece that so many people, 91%, over 91% of people struggle with today is because they're trying to fill a void that, or, or um, 
null the pain, push away the pain that's eating them up inside. And, um, you know, you just never feel, feel like you're going to be enough. And with your marriage, which ultimately ended in divorce like mine, how can listeners know what being in a toxic relationship looks like? Because sometimes people don't don't know that they're in it, right? Yeah. Like like we said, when you're in it, you don't realize it. But the thing is, you you have the best guidance system in the world inside of you. And you can check in with yourself and ask yourself, how does it feel? Is my life better, richer, more fun when I'm in this relationship or not? Because now that I declare that I'm not going to settle ever again, I know how I want to be treated. I know how I want to feel. And it still work. Every relationship is work. But it comes from a place of love and support and understanding. And when I was in my toxic relationship, I kept questioning it. Would I be better off with or without him? Mm-hmm. Well, if you're questioning it, you already have your answer right 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 so that was the biggest indicator for me and then once I was going to yoga because I really want to you know I was very active like too active I was working out seven days a week sometimes twice doing yoga doing lifting doing cardio everything you can think of but yoga was like my my place to slow down a little bit you know and, and just be present and once I went to a new type of yoga that I never tried before four years ago and it was called yin yoga and that um is very slow you know like really being present all the postures are longer and when we were starting the instructor said this is a 60 minute this is just for yourself you know give yourself this time and whatever weights you down put it on the side mat and you can always pick it up after the class but for right now put it down and in that moment, the first thing that came to me was my ex-husband. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is no good. So when I realized that the thing that was the heaviest in my life that really weighted me down and I put, wanted to put it on the side and I'm not sure if I want to pick it up was my husband back then. And I realized that I, I, I married him because it was a safe thing to do. We knew each other for, you know, 16 years, not that we were dating that long. We just knew each other that long and I moved in to United States and I was feeling alone and like nobody gets me and nobody's like me nobody feels like me so I married because I'm like oh he's coming from the same background he gets me like he likes healthy lifestyle too we like struggling too so basically I check off the the list of the easy things instead of going deep and really looking into it like do I really want to feel this way for the rest of my life? Mm. Yeah, and I I can totally, I don't think that I had a toxic marriage. I also, you know, had a divorce, but I don't think I had a toxic marriage. But one thing that I realized I could take radical responsibility for was even though it wasn't my decision to allow the marriage to come to an end, It actually was my decision. I was part of that relationship. And what led to the end of it was really the fact that when we were at that point, I didn't truly, truly love myself enough. And I don't know if you felt like that in yours, but maybe you were staying in yours because you didn't love yourself enough. And when you realize that there was an opportunity outside of that, it goes, hold on, hold on a second. There's another way. I get to fulfill myself with everything that I need first. 
and I can do that on my own and know that after I do that and complete myself, then I can call in and attract others. Can you relate to that at all? Absolutely, because I truly believe that everything starts with self-love and worthiness. Because just if you think about it, when you love yourself truly, deeply, as you are here and now, you are not going to do anything consciously that it's going to harm you. Like overtraining, overeating, being in relationships when you're not feeling your best self, when you're not being adored and cherished and challenged to grow. You just want to do the... The behaviors they're hurting you right right because we don't know any other way we don't know any other way out so through your eating disorder through the marriage situation through the all of the nightmares there did come a real true dream life that you're living now but what was it that set it off that that allowed you to take that next step because it kind of feels awkward sometimes trying to do something different than what you've already always done right Absolutely. It feels weird. It feels unnatural to do the things that are different than when you were taught to do, you know, when you're growing up by your parents, by your teachers, by even the people that are surrounding you. But when you start on the personal and spiritual development journey, even though it feels weird, I it doesn't feel unsafe. It doesn't feel um, I'm... I'm out of my path. It just feels unknown. It feels scary, but it, it it feels like it feels better than what is because it gives you the light of possibilities. Yes, I love the word possibility, possibility, hope, opportunity. That's exactly how I felt on my journey. I, I remember, you know, going to Barnes and Noble when I was really feeling like there was nowhere else to turn. I didn't, you know, back when you and I were going through a lot of these things, life coaching and um, the spirituality help, help and trauma coaching and all of the things that we have now, all the tools and toolboxes, people weren't talking about this. People weren't talking about the beautiful tools that you and I both possess now because we've been through it. So I didn't know where to go back in the day, right? I just thought, I better not tell anybody because divorce is a bad thing. Yeah. And and I shouldn't feel bad about it. It's my fault. Um, I should have done this. I should have tried this. Instead of what I really needed most was so much love for myself and so much connection with myself and so much awareness about who I was and where I was at. And so I started in a Barnes and Noble store in the self-development area. And at least there was some kind of book and structure. And I remember reading um, Melissa Ambrosini's book. I don't know if you've ever read Mastering Your Inner Mean Girl. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. She was a, she was on my podcast show too. She's amazing. Oh, wow. She is. I mean, and that's where it started. That's really where it started for me. And it can be as simple as taking baby steps but I love that you and I can have our voices heard and let women know that there is a human being that has been through what you have been through and there doesn't have to be embarrassment and shame, but there is heartache and there is heartbreak and there is grief, but we get to tap into someone else who's been through it and allow ourselves to receive, like you just so beautifully described, the possibility, the opportunity, to feel a little bit weird, 
feel a little bit uncomfortable, but it doesn't feel as weird and awful and struggle as it did without support, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And then that's the thing, you know, like looking at the possibilities and even if you're facing obstacles in your life, you can always ask yourself what's good about this. Like, even though when I was in my in my marriage and I didn't feel like, you know, like I wasn't happy. It wasn't bad, but I wasn't happy. Yes. And uh, I asked myself later, like, what is good about this? It showed me my values. It showed me what I want. It showed me what I stand for. It showed me what I'm capable of, you know, because I was taking care of two people, like mentally and financially, you know. So it showed me my strengths. And... Um, that was a huge turning point for me. It was over a couple of years ago when I really declare my core values. What do I stand for and what I don't stand for? That's when I say I will never ever settle again for less than this. I want this or something better. And when I declare that and when I look at my core values, I let go of everything else. Mm. I let go of my time. There was another relationship, you know, of five years after my marriage. And then I let go of that. I let go. Of, I had social media marketing business that was making me monthly five figures. And I wasn't happy because I'm like, this cannot be it. I'm chasing. I'm doing. I'm achieving. I'm burned out. I'm sick. I'm tired. I can't. Mm-hmm. So I just did, you know, like the recap of my core values. And it's super easy exercise. You know, it's just you can just take a sheet of paper on one side, write the things you don't stand for. On other side, what do you do stand for? 20 things and 20 things. For example, I don't stand for hate. I stand for love. I don't stand for cheating. I stand for loyalty. And you go back and forth until you have 20 on each side. And then you take a highlighter or pen with a different color and put in the circle the three things you do stand for that really will set your foundation, knowing who you are, what you stand for, what are your values, and what are you not going to accept anymore. For me, it's loyalty, generosity, always learning and growing. If you don't have those, you're not in my inner circle. You're not my client, you're not around me, you don't work with me, like my team has those values. And it's 111 right now, so we're perfect alignment. Oh, it is perfect alignment. (laughs) Thanks for calling that out, it's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that tidbit because I was just about to get us into that phase of everybody's favorite word is, but how, how? And I know you've probably learned this along your own journey, that it's not really in the how, but sometimes when we're at a spot, when we're just starting out on this personal development journey, or we're finding ourselves in that funk again, we do want tangible things to take action on. And so I love the 20 things, the do's, the don'ts, and really calling out the three things for foundation. That is so helpful. I always say the how is none of your business because you will be always provided of the how and the very next steps. However, I what I love about what I'm doing in my work with my clients, it's like strategic spirituality because it's really amazing to be aligned with who you really are and have the belief and have the trust and you get to take an inspired action. It's not about sitting on your booty and burning up the candles and incenses and like calling in the one, really. It's truly about loving and knowing yourself and then taking the inspired action from the place of self-love and worthiness and feeling full and 
giving from the overflow instead of trying to take in everything you can just to fill the void. Absolutely. I know a lot of these ladies listening um, struggle with food and body image just because that's kind of a, a lot of heavy part of my niche in addition to the heartbroken and healing part. It's all kind of one and the same. You know what I mean by that, right? It's all kind of one and the same. But inspired action really leads me back to a time where um, the action that I thought I needed to be doing was burning calories. So I was exercising, exercising, exercising. I was running like you. I was doing the weightlifting. I was obsessing over making sure that I burned the calories before I actually consumed the food to nourish my body, right? And now through being in alignment as the highest version of myself, I can take inspired action for my body through movement. I don't even call it exercise anymore. I call it movement because I feel inspired to take action to serve my soul and my highest self. Do you ever feel like that? No, absolutely. Because before I was, you know, exercising to punish my body and to look a certain way. Now I move my body to feel a certain way. And if I'm feeling worn out, if I'm feeling like I want to rest or just stretch, then I will do that. I, I like... I never ever in my life been healthier as I am now and I'm working out less and eating more and it's just it's it comes from within the vibrancy you know and the energy the energy you are is the energy you will attract in your life oh it's so true I feel the same way I no longer have scales for my food or my body <laughs> used to have all all the scales possible And it's very freeing and liberating to go through your trauma, heal your past trauma, allow yourself to live in a body that you love, in a soul that is so supporting of your goals and dreams, to not wake up to the nightmare day after day after day, and just feel free and know that you're living your purpose on purpose. Absolutely. And it's completely different feeling when you wake up in the morning and you know why you are here and who you are. That's something that I've been questioning most of my life. Like, why am I and why am I even here? And then when you realize that you are a piece of like this beautiful life puzzle and without you, it's not going to complete. You're here for a reason. Then everything changes because then you're then you stop comparing yourself and doing like other people are doing but you really start embracing your uniqueness and loving what is and who you are. Mm, I love that so much. What would you say to the ladies out there listening who feel like they don't know what their purpose is? What's a good first step to take in the track to transforming into your highest purpose? Gosh, I love it so much. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just so many exercises that come to my mind. Right. But the thing is, what, what really helps me the most is really connecting with my higher self. When I'm doubting myself, when I'm in a low energy, when I'm not feeling good, I ask myself, what would my future self do? The one that already has everything. Mm. What would she do? How would she show up? What would she wear? Because she is already living the life that I want to be living, the life of freedom, impact, legacy, 
you know, prosperity. She is living it. She's having it all. But she, it, it's not that she has the possessions. She's being it. So when I can connect with her, that's when all the answers come. Mm, and this is a... This is another podcast episode altogether, you know, um, but yep. but truly, truly acting as if you're already that version of yourself is a tool that I myself use quite often. It's just, you know, if I, if I, whatever I want to do, if I want to attract in more money, okay, I'm going to pretend that money is already in my bank account and how would I wake up in the morning knowing that I'm a millionaire or whatever that is. Maybe you just want 20 bucks today. That's fine too, right? Or, and it's not always money. It's just that, um, that loving relationship too. How would I exist today if I already had the soulmate that I know that I deserve and desire? my gosh that is really episode like by itself because that's how i attracted the love of my life mm. i started to act as if me I too will... me too oh it, it's so beautiful because the thing is that we think that oh when i have a boyfriend i will you know do my hair i will do my makeup i will get flowers i will go to restaurants i will go to movies and i started to treat myself like i already am in relationships like how would i feel like if i don't come home to the empty house but i have someone to share with how was my day what would i do i will put on the candles and make some cacao and i will like behave differently you know and that's how I attracted him. There were like different things, you know, like journaling techniques that I did and everything. But when I declare on who I am and what I want, it's when I attracted him and we're going to be celebrating in a couple of weeks, two years together. And Aww. girl, the better it gets, the better it gets. He treats me every single day like the queen, like the only one like it's it's so beautiful and I would never believe it's possible yes. because that's never been my reality and I never see it in my life growing up but when I declare my core values lady back to the things you do stand for and don't I knew what I want from my partner and also when you look at the things that you don't want from your partner you know what you do want so I made a list of the things like I don't want him to be cheating I want him to be loyal I don't want him to spend the most of the time in a business I want him to you know devote the time for family too I don't want him to be like afraid of commitment I want him to be family oriented like the things that did showed up in my life that I didn't like in my previous partners, but also I wrote down the things that I did love about them when they, you know, like cook dinner for us or surprised me or bring me a flowers from the backyard or, you know what I mean? So I wrote down the things that I didn't like and the ones I liked and then I, I was journaling about being so happy and grateful now that and fill the blank with all the things that I do like. Mm-hmm. And I always tell my clients and everybody that I meet that the most powerful thing that you can do while you're going through this transformation process is we don't get to decide the timeline, right? We don't get to decide when that person or, or thing or situation is going to be called into our life or if it's going to be called into our lives. So the best thing that we get to do is start acting as if it already was. That's, that's the first part. And the second part is giving it to yourself. So if you love flowers, and we all know Valentine's Day is coming up soon, 
go buy yourself flowers, right? Go buy yourself flowers. We don't have to wait for all the other things to fall into place and come to us. We have to start creating it. And thank you so much for sharing that piece too because I started acting acting as if um, I, I wasn't in a relationship and, and um, not so that I wouldn't be in a relationship, but just acting fully for myself all day, every day, having fun, playing, not worrying about what other guys were thinking, not worrying about what I was wearing, but dressing up because it made me feel good or dressing down because it made me feel good and living every day of my life to the fullest. And I really started to love my life again. And when I loved my life again and I fully embodied myself and loved myself, I attracted the man that I am in love with today. You know, because it's so beautiful. Because the thing is that you get to be in love and be the love to attract the love. Oh yes, yes. Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut us off here. Otherwise, we're gonna go into episode number two. So we'll just put another one on the calendar in regards to this. But <laughs> you guys, if you're love. if if you're wondering how to take inspired action, how to have that strategic spirituality. What does it look like to actually do what she would be doing now and and really going through the process of both Petty and I in our own special, unique ways are, are coaching women today. We have programs and retreats and meetups and one-on-ones and all these beautiful tools. You don't have to sit where you're at right now. You get to make it feel a little bit weird and we get to embrace you in our loving arms and say, I'm weird too. Here's how we got through it and give you the love and the light that we have within our souls. Where can our audience find you, Petia? What do you have going on? Where can they find you? So what I have going on right now, it's I am um, starting to plan for my Meant for More live event here in Las Vegas in the end of April, and I'm opening up the door for my mastermind class, Meant for More mastermind. But my favorite place really to hang out is Instagram, right? Yes, yes. Just my name. It's just I love being there, and I bring you in my life, in my stories. I'm always educating and entertaining on my stories. And for those Facebook lovers, I have a free group called Unapologetically Abundant Women, where I accept only women who are high vibe, and I do my coaching, and it's just incredible. It's, It's a way to give back for me. Oh, you guys have to go check out everything that she has got going on. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll be blasting it out on both of our Instagrams when this episode goes live um, so that you can make sure that you follow her. But I'm just going to wrap it up here, Petia, but I have two questions I ask all of my listeners at the end of every episode. And the first one is, what do you love most about yourself? I think it's my smile because I I always wear it, I bring it with me and I know that just a simple smile can just shift somebody's day from the darkness to the light. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. And you you do have such a beautiful smile, a really really beautiful smile. And then the last question is what does joy feel like? It feels like freedom and it feels like alignment and it it feels like it's meant to be this way. Mmm, that warms my heart just hearing it. Thank you so much for sharing your story so bravely today and for just being so unapologetically yourself. It's beautiful to share your lightness with this world. Thank 
Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and for work you're doing. And as I mentioned, I wish I would knew you 10 years ago, but then again, we wouldn't be where we are. So thank you for helping the woman right now. Thank you so, so much. We'll talk soon. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love what you heard, please take a quick second to screenshot this episode and share it with someone that you know would love it. Connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul. So let's continue the conversation on Instagram at joyfullybe. Drop me a message, question, or share your own junk to joy story with me. Remember that joy is contagious. You can help me spread it by leaving a little buzz, aka a review, on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about Cup of Joy the Podcast and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon!